You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, we're off and running, people, on this Friday, December 20th. What's happening? Good morning. Welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Long way to go and a short time to get there, as I said in the Smokey and the Bandit. Lots on the notepad. Let's run through it all over the next 60 minutes as we take you up until Golik and Wingo, who come your way at 6 o'clock. The number you know, one 800 919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776, on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, on Instagram, at the same. And the Daily Poll question up and running for today, and we have a lot of things to touch on. Uh, before we move on to the things looking forward, right, week 16 in the NFL, the Saturday games now return. we got three games on Saturday, which is always nice. Nice to be able to uh, tell you, look, I'd love to be able to go on the Santa train, but i got these three games on Saturday. i got all the games on Sunday. It's just not going to happen. But before we start to look forward to the weekend that is, I would like to kind of look back a little bit because, it's, you know, as we always say, there's so many things that happen in the course of a day that it's tough with the one hour to get everything in. And sometimes, once because the show's on at this time, there are points that are made up uh, made over the course of the day yesterday that I didn't get a chance to respond to. So, a couple of things about Garrett Cole before we move on and the press conference the other day. And part of it was um, that you know he puts on the jersey, all those kind of things, and all wonderful days of great, fantastic. We touched on all those things yesterday. Are there P? Sometimes I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But are there actually people? Do you think that think that the sign that he brought was was made up, or do you think that that's just people trolling? Because I've heard a lot of people over the last twenty four hours. It's a made up sign. How could he? Are are people out of their minds? This is not real. Like I know that there's certain things that people say that they make it seem like they honestly believe these things, but they don't honestly believe. They're just they're just trying to get your goat. And maybe they maybe they did. Maybe they got my goat. But nobody actually believes that the sign was made up, right? You think a guy who just signed for three hundred million dollars. I know he was very prepared, he was very on point. You think that that guy said as part of his preparation, you know what we got to do? We now have to come up with a sign that looks like the sign that I was holding in that picture that everybody's seen here over the course of free agency. You, I mean, is that what people think that the guy, I mean, if that were true and he was that diabolical, you, you would want to run away from that contract as fast as possible. I mean, what, what, there's no way that that sign is made up. And I like the point that everybody is – they think that is like a strong point. Hey, the color on the sign is different. Well, or, or why Why would he ever have kept the sign? I, maybe it's because I'm the age I am. When I go through my attic, there are a lot of things that I probably should throw away but will never throw away. Baseball cards that – trust me, at this point, there's no value in a Wally Joyner rookie card. But yet th- there I have them uh, sitting in the corner over there. I brought up on Twitter. I have a notebook that I used to keep track of a fantasy football league in 1993. No value in that. I'm still holding on to it. 
And you know how long ago 1993 was? We used a notebook because the internet didn't exist. Or at least I wasn't using it. I know that for sure. So the idea that he would keep the sign is not all that. It was a sign that clearly got him some attention at a time where he was just a fan. And the, the fact that it's a different color, that's proof that it's the real sign. Do you think he would concoct a sign and miss on the change in co- – I mean, it's silly. Maybe I shouldn't be spending this much time on it. Also silly, and this was another thing that came as an offshoot of the, the press conference that we didn't get to yesterday. He puts on the jersey, right? You get to see that he's wearing number 45. And it's also, I think for a lot of us, I think for me it was, the first time that you see the Yankee jersey now with the Nike swoosh on it, right? The interlocking NY on the left, the swoosh on the right. And I know the Post had a story about it. I saw other people, you know what, would love it, don't love the Nike swoosh. And I think the rea- the reaction to the, the, the Nike emblem being on there has been overwhelmingly negative. Now, it has not all been outrage. It ranges from... I'm not crazy about it, too. I hate it with the white-hot passion of a thousand suns. This has to be the dumbest thing I have ever heard of in my life. First off, some people are making it out like it's a Pornhub logo. It's a Nike swoosh. You are almost certainly wearing one somewhere on your person right now. Or have done so over the course of the last week. You own an article of clothing that has the Nike swoosh on it. So what you're saying is that that's okay for my shoes. That's okay for my feet. I don't want it on my shirts. I mean, I, I mean, come on, people. I get it. It's a little glaring the first time you, you do it. But anybody who is looking at the Yankee jersey or any of these jerseys, because it's going to be on front and center for all of them now, It's crazy to me that you have it on. You're wearing it. No, that's different. It's not the Yankee jersey. Well, look, the Yankee, you know, you'll, the people tell, well, the, the Yankee jersey is, is, is special. It would, if it would have been okay if it was on the sleeve, but right there, oh, right in front of my eyes. You see that logo every single day to think that you're outraged because it's on a shirt. And the Yankee jersey being special, the Yankees, at the end of the day, more than a baseball team, more than America's team, they're a business. And if any business can make millions of dollars or something, they're going to do it. And I'm guessing by the second week, if not sooner of the regular season, you will not, you will forget it's even there. I don't understand though how anybody can be outraged by wearing something, seeing something on a piece of clothing that you are wearing right now. Nobody forced you. And remember when the NBA started with the ads on the jersey? Oh, my God. What is this, getting like Europe? Now I couldn't tell you one jersey that, you know, like one one uh, advertiser that's on one jersey. You, 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 it just kind of blends in after a while. You don't really uh, you don't really look at it. You don't really focus on it. All right. Those are the two things of the Garrett Cole press conference, 1-800-919-ESPN. If you think, oh, my God. See, maybe the best sign yet that I am 100% right. Let's get it out of the way right off the bat. Omar of Brooklyn. Omar says that Garrett Cole's sign is made up. Omar, what's going on, my friend? That is, uh, it's a made-up or not. But my thing is, all my Yankees said, why are you guys so sensitive? 
if it is a made-up thing, why are you sensitive? Why, why you am I sensitive about all, what? About this wall, you have to defend it that it's original. How do you know that it's oh. an original? You cannot defend it of that it's original. It's original. What, what do you think? This guy's a psychopath who's making up a phony sign Listen, that nobody expects in the brain. Of this if he made up a you fake sign, so- he would just simply show the fake sign. He'd look a, a look like the original oh. sign, and he'd say uh, people would ask him, "Was oh, that the original sign?" No, you know, so, it this one. no whenever, I didn't keep it from nineteen whenever, whenever, whenever the general manager of the uh, uh, the Mets say a statement, he said, "I don't know if it's, it's a true or not because you think it's true or not." Uh, you can. I can say either you're going to say everybody that is making a statement is true or not. But because he's a Yankee and he's waiting three hundred. No, it's illogical to think that this guy who has all, you know just made all these millions of dollars would mm-hmm. go and make up a sign. It's illogical. It doesn't make. It, now I would say that uh, the same case if the Mets signed him. But of course we know that's like a fantasy world because the Mets are not going to sign anybody for that kind of money. That's that's, that's uh, that money doesn't grow on trees. Come that's on. what your sensitive part is. No, I'm you not sensitive. I'm just being. You I'm want just to defend the gentleman. What? You want to defend the gentleman no. that is just here, and the negativity already started. That Nike thing and everything. The negativity starts. The pressure of being a Yankee started already. I don't think. He can handle it. It's the I don't think you can handle that's, it. I think that's, that's, the, I, I think that's the problem. I think, I think Omar, you can't handle it. Even at 5.09 in the morning, it's too early to be yelling at people, Omar. We can't do that. But I think the pressure is starting to get to Omar. And look, as if you know Omar, it's not going to take a lot of pressure. It's a short ride there to, to over over uh, getting overworked. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. So if you have any points on the uh, sign being made up, I, I really do think that it's people just trolling. It has to be, right? It can't – people don't – I mean, I know Omar does, but that's – most people aren't like Omar. We love him. God bless him, but most people aren't like that. Or if you have something on the Yankee uh, jersey with the swoosh on it, but let's focus on the football, right? 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. Week 16 – and you know what's weird is about this year, right? We got two weeks to go. The regular season's flying by. And it feels like, and maybe it always does at this point, and I just don't remember, but it feels like this year, more so than any other year, it's really wide open, right? Like if I said to you right now, put money on one team, I guess you would say the Ravens, right? Because they seem like clear cut right now, Lamar Jackson playing like he is. But if you look at the NFC, I mean, it's really hard to say who the favorite is. And this is with two games left. I think for a while there, maybe up until last weekend, most people would have said the 49ers. And I guess if I had to put my money on one team, I'd probably say them. But they're not even a lock to win their division. And if you if you don't win your division, you don't get the bye. I think that obviously will make it harder, especially for a young team like the 49ers who have not had the uh, recent playoff success like some others, like the, the like the Seahawks. But even with the NFC being a non-factor, it feels like a wide-open year in the NFC. And then, as I said, you know, you move on to the AFC. I think everybody will look at Baltimore as the team to beat, and maybe even more so with the Patriots seeming more vulnerable this late in the season than others. But the Chiefs not as explosive as last year. Does anybody really trust the Texans or the Titans if they got there or Buffalo? I don't want Omar to call back, so let's not focus on the Bills. Um, But it just feels like... It's really wide open, but yet you look at the games this weekend. I guess you probably have four games that you'd be interested in, but it doesn't really feel like there's that many games that you're like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see that. And one of them, Eagles-Cowboys, 
That one is important, and it is the, probably the biggest game of the weekend because that team is going to almost certainly win the NFC East. It's not really a game because I don't really look at either of those teams as getting into the playoffs and making a run, even though we've seen that happen other years. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. So I've been telling you I have to get some Christmas shopping done. Not really started it. So yesterday I said, you know what? I got to get on this. So uh, first place I go, Costco. Love Costco. Costco is like my home away from home. I love, boom, everything. So don't if you see my wife, don't tell her. But I'm getting her a rotisserie chicken for uh, Christmas. I mean, those chickens—they just crank them out. Everybody's standing. You couldn't make a chicken like that at that cost. I don't know how they're making any. If it's a penny, and the amount of chickens I researched it, I think they sell all the Costco's in the United States. Seventy-eight million chickens in a year. Think about it. 78. We dominate chickens. Boy. So I'm walking around Costco and, you know, like they have the like the little stand set up a little try a little something here, try a little something there. So they had this one special. And I don't know. Maybe this is a thing. I never really heard of it before. But they had a special on bone marrow. Like if you ever had asabuco, right, it comes with the bone and you, you it comes with the little spoon. All right, so that's a, an area where it, it, I've heard of it. But I've never heard – like what's for dinner tonight? Uh, well, we're having bone marrow. Is that a thing that people do? Is that something that people eat? I thought the chickens were – we were just owning chickens to a ridiculous extent. We're just crushing them, 78 million just at Costco. Think about all the other ch- – think about free wings night, right? That's just the wings. So I, 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 I was sitting there, standing there. I kind of looked at it for a minute. I'm like, is this some? I don't know. Maybe this is another thing that I'm missing out on. Now we're not even just eating the bones. We're eating what's inside the bone. I mean, how hungry was the first guy who was standing? Hey, what's left? Well, Steve, there's no food left. It's only these bones. All right, let me check them out. Steve, there's nothing left. I'm cracking them open. And just eating what's inside. It doesn't even look apt. Very odd. All right. It's, it's Speaking of odd, it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. And speaking of odd, we went a little off the board today with the poll question. New Year's is quickly approaching. 2020 is right around the corner. 2020. That was the year, I feel like, as a kid, that you pointed to. You're like, oh, my God. Imagine what the world is going to look like in 2020. I don't know what we're going to do now. What, 2030? What's the next year that it just sounds weird to say? But which of the following? Well, you got something, Brian? I I would say 2030, 2040. Yeah, those sound 2030, weird. 2030, right? So it does, but it doesn't sound as weird, I feel like, as 2020 sounded. 2020 sounded like, oh, my God, 2020. I feel like all those sci-fi mo- movies had like, oh, 2020. Imagine 2020. Right, 2020. Oh, my God, the world's going to be uh, – you're not even going to recognize it. And maybe for some, you don't recognize it. I don't know. I don't know what – I don't know your life. All right, so the poll question is, which of the following outrageous predictions do you think has the best chance of coming true? And these are things that I have either seen or heard or read or whatnot. They all have some focus on it. A, Odell being back in New York. You saw that story that, uh, I mean, the the Browns are imploding so poorly and so badly that they have players on the team saying, come get me. Like uh, like the rest of the NFL is like Charlie's Angels, right? Charlie took me away from all of that. All right, so Odell being back in New York. He says he's not afraid of being back in New York. I'm afraid he's going to be disappointed, but that's one option. B, 
You heard the report yesterday from, uh, it was it Eduardo Perez saying that Yoannis Cespedes is looking forward to a big year. He plans on hitting 40-plus home runs this season. That's option two. C, Garrett Cole, the focus that has been so much so the uh, past week, and really more so than that since he signed. Garrett Cole regressing to the point where he is not an ace. Not an ace. You're paying him all this money, he doesn't pitch like an ace. That's number three. And then number four, the Jets win the uh, the AFC East next year, obviously, not this year, in 2020. So those are your four options. If I had a vote, well, first off, I would say the first two I would cross off right off the bat. Odell not being bad. He's not, I mean, he, he might get traded somewhere. Somebody might say, you know what, let's go out and get him and, and maybe we can get him back to where he was a few years ago. But, you know, it really has been a while now since Odell has performed like a top flight wide receiver. I mean, the last two years he's been nothing. And now he can give you all the excuses he wants. But this year, coming into this year, I think all the re- excuses were removed. And he has not been he has not been a plus for the uh, for the Browns this year. Secondly, Cespedes, I just can't imagine this guy is ever going to be healthy enough. I mean, he's been hurt for so long now. And 40 home runs, even though the home run this past year was a lot easier to come by, 40 home runs is still 40 home runs. So, no, I don't think either of those two things are a real option. So then you're, you're resigned to the last two, Garrett Cole not pitching like an ace or the Jets winning the AFC East. Well, the Cole, if you were to vote Cole – I think that you have a little bit of wiggle room because the term ace is kind of nebulous, right? Like there's not a hard set definition for an ace. Like if Garrett Cole pitches well but doesn't pitch as well as he did last year and Luis Severino comes back this year and just pitches lights out, I'm sure that there will be people referring to him, Severino, while he's been the Yankees' ace this year. So that one is a little bit more up in the air. But I'd have to say, even though the options are not great, if I had to predict one, and I know I'm given the reputation, oh, you're just a hater. You just hate all the time. Oh, everything's negative. If I had to pick one, I'd probably say the Jets win the AFC East. And that seems outrageous. Maybe part of it is it feels like the Patriots now are stuck. Look, they're not going to win the division for the rest of our life. At some point, it has to change. Now, if I had to say the team that would probably surpass them, if I had to predict another team winning the AFC East next year, it would probably be the Bills. But by saying it might be the Bills, at least it's not the Patriots. So I think the Jets have a big offseason, lots of decisions to make. I don't have a lot of confidence in them getting everything right or hitting at a high enough percentage to actually make this a reality. But... There's not that many good, you know, the four options, they're all kind of outrageous. So if I had to pick one, I think, and the NFL is kind of crazy from year to year. So I would probably say the Jets win the AFC East. The Jets win the AFC East. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. All right, a lot of people want to get in on the Yankee stuff. Garrett Cole, the Yankee jersey, the swoosh thing. Uh, Let's go to Joe in Smithtown. Joe, what's going on, my man? Hey, how you doing? I'm good, man. What's up? Uh, just want to, basically, I agree with you, what you, what you said earlier on this, uh, during the show. You're letting, you know, people are getting underneath the skin. There's no way that I can actually see that this man is going to go out, paint that sign completely <laughs> wrong. It's illogical. And then put it up. It makes, it makes no sense. No people sense. have to complain about something. 
Yeah. And this is this is what it is now. Some, tomorrow might be something else. Right. And with the swoosh on the uh, on the shirt, who cares? It's a shirt. Right. It's People not like you don't stuff. have shirts that have the same sh- thing on it. Of course. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> it's silly. But yeah. thank you for taking my call. Right, First Joe. time caller, long time listener. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, both things just make no sense to me whatsoever. Like. I could understand if it was something that you don't wear every single day. Most people are walking around right now with that same symbol on their shoes. Shoes, fine. Shirt, outrageous. <laughs> Outrage. Anthony's in Staten Island. Hey, what's up, Gordon? Love hey. the show. Thanks, man. Uh, first off, love the call signing, number one. Of course. Uh, the Yankee, the Nike thing. I'm a diehard Nike fan. Uh, I've all Nike on right now. The only thing that bothered me was the pinstripe on the shoulder. That was a little weird for me. <laughs> um, look, it's the type of thing that I really do think that once you see it for like two weeks, it just kind of blends in after a while. You know what I mean? Like it's the same thing when when at first the the NBA went with the uh, the advertisements on them. At first, you're like, wow, that looks really weird. I don't want this to be like European soccer. And then like after two weeks, you're like, what? It just kind of it's like all advertising, really. I'm sure advertising does work to a certain extent, but I feel like there's so much of it, so many different places that a lot of times it just kind of, it just becomes like white noise. Ben is in the car. Ben, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Gordon? How you doing, man? I'm good. What's up? Hey, I just wanted to, the New York Knicks are three and three. Since firing David Fisdale. Okay. And I just got to tell you right now, Gordon, Dave, uh-huh. I'm just so happy. Okay. I couldn't be happier right now with the job that Mike Miller has done, and I hope the Knicks keep him. I hope they keep him. I don't want. Is this a Steve? Is this a Stephen A. impersonation, Ben, or is this just you? Absolutely right. All right, all right. Well, look, we had we had Omar yelling earlier. We got Ben yelling. A lot of people yelling this morning. It wasn't the. Let's put it this way: it was not. It was not Jamie Foxx doing um, Shannon Sharp. Did you see that clip of him just saying "skip" repeatedly? It wasn't. I don't think it's one that I will. uh, But look, I I appreciate you didn't like it. Oh no, Jamie Foxx's was Jamie Foxx's version was amazing. Yeah, that was great. But he's, you know, he's a guy that can do impersonations. You know, some people can do that. Some people can't. I appreciate the effort, Ben. Anybody who puts some effort into a call, I love. That's that's great. That's what I, uh, uh-oh. Problems. Lewis is in Whippany. He finally watched The Irishman. Now, he did start it three weeks ago, but he's finally made his way through it, and he thinks the movie was pretty good. Lewis? Yeah, well, actually, it took me, like, four different settings. But, like, right. I did watch You can't do that all in one. It's, you know, it takes no. forever. But... Uh, the movie, the movie was good. It's just, it's just like you said, like watching De Niro in, in that movie, it was kind of like painful. Yeah. Like the guy, it did look like he was going to break his hip. Like that scene where like that guy pushed his daughter and he went to the corner store oh to God. beat him up. Yeah. Like the guy, it's like, you can tell that he's holding back on the kicks. Right. It's like, yeah, of course. oh my God, it was so hard. I just don't. You know, the more I thought about that scene, I don't know why Scorsese, and I'm not going to criticize how Martin Scorsese makes a movie, but I don't understand why he went with a wide shot there. Because the wide shot accentuates all the flaws in the scene. Like, if he would have had a a close-up shot, you could shoot that and do quick edits and you'd never know. Exactly. You could have put in a stand-in, you know, just same pants, collar, whatever, and had the guy just kick him hard. Look. Also, why are you letting people get to you? Like, who cares? Even if the sign was fake, it's not. It's but even because if it's it stupid. Is, like, I, I, I don't I like stupid, Lewis. I, you know me. Look, I like stupid to a certain extent if it makes me laugh. I love stupid things. I rev. I am stupid. 
But I don't like it when people are, 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 are trying to present it as this is a real thing. When you know that's not a real thing, it's like when people say about Die Hard. Oh, it's a Christmas movie. No, it's not. You know it's not. Don't be ridiculous. Christmas movies don't have dead bodies. A general theme of Christmas movies is not a guy getting his head blown off. <laughs> it's not a Christmas movie. And, it, and people do these things. They do all these things now. And it's almost like it's, it's just trolling. It's trolling. A hot dog is not a sandwich. Have you ever gone to a restaurant and said, uh, yes, I've looked at the menu. I will, I think I will have the hot dog sandwich. No, you haven't. It's not a sandwich. I don't know why we don't refer to it as a sandwich, but we don't. It's the hot dog is not a sandwich. Cereal is not soup. Pizza is not toast. Lasagna is not layer cake. Pop tarts are not ravioli. Sushi is not a burrito. All these stupid things. And yes, it gets under my skin because it's stupid. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Marcel gets it into center court. Ayala comes across midcourt, throws it up, and that's it. An enormous upset for the Seton Hall Pirates. No Miles Powell. No Sandro Mukulashvili. The defensive effort of the year as Seton Hall defeats Maryland 52-48. to All right, a little college basketball. We've not gotten I don't think we've had any college basketball, really, in the moment of inspiration so far this year. But, of course, as we get close to the March, we will certainly get more of that. And Seton Hall, big win last night over Maryland, doing so all banged up. Gary Cohen, the call there. And so a good win for them after a couple of uh, lackluster performances and uh, Seton Hall on their way. So good stuff there on your moment of inspiration. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. A poll question up for today on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, uh, focusing on 2020. And which outrageous prediction do you think has the best chance of coming true? Four options for you there. Uh, we'll get more to that in a second. But I do want to touch on the football because obviously it is week 16 and the regular season is moving very quickly, uh, maybe not so enough quickly enough for uh, Giants and Jets fans. But um, I think that this week you would look and say, all right, both teams, n- neither game is really appealing, right? The Giants have the, the weaker opponent. But I actually think that the Jets might have a better chance of winning. But let's start with the Giants. I think the Giants will lose. Uh, like the win last week, as I said earlier, broke the fever, right? You can't lose every single game from September and end the season. They had it almost felt like they had to win one of them. And last week was the perfect week. Eli goes out there, does what he does. He gets to go out on top uh, for at least a week. So I think that now that that fever has broken, it'll be back to what you've seen here for the most part this year with Daniel Jones back in there. And I think to me at this point for the Giants, a, a, a loss is a win. It gets you closer to getting the second overall pick. It makes it even more clear that there has to be some sort of fundamental change. I would think at this point it's clear that that Pat Shermer is going to be out. Now really the only question is, is it going to be a complete house cleaning or not? Is is Dave Gettleman also going to be out the door? Uh, But just in terms of the pick, I think it is important for the Giants to get another big piece. And if if they can land that second pick... And they love Chase Young. You hear all the things about Chase Young that even the Bosa the guys, uh, Miles Garrett, that if you just look in terms of prospects and domination at the uh, at the college level, Chase Young is the number one prospect, D-line prospect, that has come out over the last few years. But also there's the possibility, we're a long way from the draft, and I don't think that this is going to happen, but if there is ever a market for Tua, 
you could all of a sudden maybe trade down a spot or two, get a King's ransom. I mean, look at what the Bears gave up just a couple of years ago to move up the one spot. I think it's unlikely, but I don't think it's outrageous. And it's hard to say that right now because of the uncertainty, obviously, surrounding Tua's health. But I think that that is at least a possibility. Now, as for the Jets, they don't really have anything to play for. Although, if they were able to win this week, which I don't think is outrageous. I think the line is three, three and a half. I do think if you are a fan who is hopeful, that I think that that would give you a little bit. It would certainly make you feel a whole lot better about the direction of the team for next year. Like, if they go out here and lose the final two games and you wind up the season where you're at after what the expectations were coming into the year, it's really kind of hard to say, all right, the coach is coming back. Yeah, we love the quarterback, but how does how does this get pointed in the right direction? Even with all the things that have gone wrong this year, it's kind of really hard to have a hopeful feeling around the team. And I get it. The Steelers need the game, but you're at home. You're getting a little bit healthier. They are playing a third-string quarterback. I'm not saying I expect the Jets to win, but for a year that really could not go worse for Adam Gaze. I think that this game is important for him. Like the Dallas win, like the Oakland win, this would be something, especially late in the year, that you could point to. Now, I would disagree with it, but I could at least understand the fans saying, you know what, we showed at times that it's a more talented team than it looked like in the bottom times. So I do think it's important. And while draft position is to me as a fan important too, and this would a win would obviously hurt the I don't I, to me I would not get crazy because at best you're probably going to be 6 7 anyway. And the further down you get in the first round to me, maybe you you move around a little bit, but it's not like you really have any it's not like the Jets if they win or if they lose, they are all of a sudden uh, had the inside track at like the second or third pick, is my point. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. All right, let's squeeze in a couple more calls here. Let's go to Earl is in Jersey. Earl, what's going on, my man? Hey, good morning, Gordon. What's up? I want to uh, talk about the poll question. The sure. first one could be a possibility of Odell going to the Jets. And then the fourth one, the Jets taking the AFC East with Odell in their lineup. That could be a possibility. Uh, man, I think that's uh, – I, I, look, I expect the Jets to have a lot of changes this year. They need to have a lot of changes. I do not see a focus on wide receiver being one of them. I'm not saying that they don't need a wide receiver. Even if they bring back Robbie Anderson, I think you still need a true number one. And maybe you can get Odell for pennies on the dollar. I do not think – with the reputation of Adam Gase – I do not think that bringing in Odell Beckham Jr. is a direction that he uh, should look or will look to do. I think that the only two options of the poll question today are either A, Garrett Cole not being an ace because ace is kind of a nebulous term, or the Jets winning the AFC East. And both of those are outrageous, but that's kind of the point. If I can't vote Odell and I can't vote Cespedes, well, then I only got to – it's like the least dirty shirt. I do think that next year it's not as outrageous as in some years to think that Maybe the Patriots finally don't win the division. It has to happen at some point. It will happen in our lifetimes, I think. Sal's in Aberdeen. Sal, what's going on, my man? Hey, Gordon, you got to get on more than an hour. This hour crap is not good. I, think, <laughs> I appreciate that. I think you and Debbie should jump ship and go to the fans. Princess <laughs> is leaving, so why don't right. we go there? Sure. Yeah, I'm expecting a call right after uh, NASA calls me. Uh Thank you for the kind compliment, though. That's okay. Um, the cold thing. I, I was only teasing with you yesterday, but the only way to solve this, my my friend Chris had a great idea. 
why don't they just carbon date it? They carbon dated the uh, Shroud of Turin. Uh-huh. Carbon date this and, and get down to the brass tack and see if it's real or not. I mean, I, I'm like you. I got the same. I still got my high school t- uh, gym shirt. Of course. You know, so there's certain things you, you hold on to, you know? Yeah. I mean, go through. I mean, look at your <laughs> attic, people. Go go look in your attic or maybe your basement, wherever you keep your stuff that you don't want. I have a, I have buckets full of CDs. Don't have a CD player in the house. Exactly. I have VCR tapes. Don't have VCR in the house. What the hell am I saving this stuff for? I don't know. The only thing that I got that's worth anything that I saved is I I have a 1968 rookie card of uh, Nolan Ryan rookie card. There you go. So that's worth something. But um, also with with Cespedes, don't promise me anything. Don't tell me you're going to hit 40 homers or 52 homers to match your number on your back. I mean, the guy's played 120 games in three years. Just come, try to come back healthy and just be serviceable for us, you know. Yeah. It's the kind of thing was he's going to bend down in the, in the, in the uh, on-deck circle and, and hurt his knee. Right. You know? that, that's, just that's avoid stepping in any holes, right? Like, just, let's get back and get healthy and see if you can get back to even a shell of the player that you were before. I like this idea, though, that's been floated out there. You know, now that the Mets have been able to restructure that contract, possibility some team will swoop in. Yeah. <laughs> is there really a market for a guy who has not been able to play and stay healthy and moved around a lot even before the Mets landed him? It doesn't seem like there would be that high of a market for a guy like that. So I don't think – I think that if, if Yohannes Cespedes is going to play at least the start of next year, it will be with the Mets. I don't have hopes, though, that he's going to hit 40-plus bombs. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. The three things that we've been talking about this morning, just kind of recap the morning. A, we've still focused on Garrett Cole's big press conference. And the first thing is, if you think that Garrett Cole – and that sign is made up. I think you're either trolling or insane. You pick for yourself. It's one or the other. B, it's nuts that anybody anywhere would be upset or even, not even outraged, just mildly upset that the new Yankee jersey, like all jerseys, is going to have the Nike swoosh right on the front, considering chances are you are wearing a Nike swoosh right now. And then the third thing, obviously, is the poll question for today. We went a little off topic. We, I was thinking about doing the whole is Die Hard a Christmas movie, but we did the Irishman for it felt a little redundant. So I went with the, the predictions for 2020 that I've already seen that are all outrageous. And it's just a question of which one to you is the most outrageous. And the four we went with, A, Odell Beckham Jr., who – while he'll tell you he doesn't want to be traded, I think it's pretty clear he probably does. But there is that report out there that he's not afraid of a return to New York. As I've said, I'm afraid he is going to be sorely disappointed. But that's one. Odell is back in New York. That's an outrageous prediction for 2020. Yesterday, Yoannis Cespedes, through Eduardo Perez, says that uh, he plans on hitting 40-plus home runs. <laughs> I plan on eating healthy in 2020. It's not going to happen. So plans are all well and good. So that's the second option, which is right now, at least, leading. Option number three, this is the one I thought would lead. Garrett Cole, not an ace, not pitching like an ace in the first year, because I think the ace term is a little open-ended, right? It depends on what it means to you. And then the fourth one is the Jets win the AFC East in 2020. That one really seems outrageous, but I think based on the other outrageous ones, I can't really find myself voting for any of them. So I think I'd probably end up voting 
for the Jets to win the AFC East. And I think most of that is that it does kind of feel like the Patriots this late in the year. And I don't want to kick dirt on them because people did that last year, a little earlier than this. And, of course, we know how that turned out. (laughs) So much for that, speaking of plans that went by the wayside. So I would say that I'd go with the Jets because it does feel like the Patriots are more vulnerable than they have been in past years. There's already been talk that maybe Tom Brady's not going to be back there next year. Who knows how things turn out? All right, let's squeeze in a couple more calls. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. Garrett is in New Jersey. Garrett, my man. Hey, Gordon, how are you? I'm good, man. What's up? I just wanted to bring up, as a Redskins fan, you can't underestimate them losing on Sunday because they're in the same boat as the Giants. Whole yeah. new coach in this team coming in and a second overall pick with a defense has been... Very bad this year as well. Chase Young would be a great addition. So I wouldn't underestimate them. No. Well, I mean, that's why I thought that if you look at it, the Giants should have, I mean, clearly the weaker opponent. Uh, So, yeah, it would not shock me at all if the Giants won. But I feel like now that they got that win out of the way last week, and you'd have to say overall, last week aside, the Giants had not been playing well. And I feel like Washington at least has been trying this second, you know, the last like month or so. So I, if I went into it, I think that Washington would win. But no, if they lost, it would not really surprise me at all. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay. Did you have a point on the Jets? Uh, yeah, the Jets. Number one, Odell's not coming to the Jets. No. I would think that would be the dumbest thing the Jets could do. And, uh, you know, the Jets got to, they got to, you know, uh, be careful on, uh, how they drop this year because they know they got to go for an offensive lineman. They got to protect that new quarterback. Yeah, it is funny to me when people. It almost seems like it's simplistic that people will say, "Well, you know, they just got to build an offensive line like it, like it's like Costco, and you can just go in there." Hey, where are the offensive lines? They're right next to the the beef bone marrow. <laughs> uh, it, it's not that easy, and those are the type of things that even if you when you get the right pieces in place, that it takes a little while for it to develop. So, yes, I fully expect that the Jets are going to go into the offseason and spend draft picks, or the proper term, sorry, draft capital, draft capital on uh, offensive linemen, and maybe even look in free agency in all the available areas because that is clearly the number one most glaring need on the team. They have other needs, but that's the number one. But just to think that you just have to set it in your mind – it's like anything else. Just because you say, well, this is my, my number one need, it's, it's, it's difficult to do that with any singular position, never mind a position that has five guys, which you'd have to say, right? The, the possibility of the Jets, I mean, I don't know if they can technically do it because it's just so many different pieces. But if you had a button to push where you could add five guys, I think you'd probably do it. I think you'd probably do it. All right, that's going to do it for us for today. Please vote on the poll question. It's up there. It's outrageous. I get it. But uh, we felt like it was probably the best option today. And it looks like Twitter is now added to the poll question features where they're now giving you percentage points on the voting, too. It's not just like 20 percent. It's like 20.4 percent. So, wow. They still can't add that edit button, though, huh? They still can't allow you to edit a tweet. Amazing. But you can vote on the poll question. That's simple. You don't need to edit anything. You can vote on it. It's on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer. Uh, that's the final show for this week. I am back tomorrow at 7. And then Monday, for all the people who called up today and said, you know what? One hour is not enough. Have no fear. Monday, I'm in 
for Rick, Chris, and Dave, 10 to 1. So then you get your fill of me for three hours, by the which, the end of it, I'm sure you'll be sick of me. But that's going to do it for today. We will see you tomorrow at 7 o'clock right here, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.